The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Dr. Brian Higgins is with us for The Last Word in Health. And since last week, all women in Ireland between the ages of 17 and 25 can now avail of free contraceptive services from participating GPs. Up to now, the free contraception was only available to patients who held a medical card. So, Dr. Brian Higgins, do you expect that there will be a significant interest in this and uptake by women of that age? Yeah, I, ho- I certainly hope so. Um, the It's really an amazing initiative. And we all know that contraception can be incredibly expensive. And it being made free for the people who need it between the ages of 17 and, f- and 25 is a brilliant first step in just expanding essential services to people in Ireland. The um, we probably will see an uptake in the use of contraception. Um, we do know contraception is very commonly used in this age group, but I suppose to date people have often opted for the short-acting contraceptive options, mainly because they're significantly cheaper than the longer-acting options. So what we probably will see is not necessarily an increase in people using contraception, but maybe a shift in what contraception people are using. So tell me about the short acting contraceptives, which you say perhaps are more popular because of their lesser cost and the effectiveness of those. Yeah, and it's interesting because if you look at the cost over some of the long acting options um, work for about five years. So if you look at the cost over the five year period, they're probably not actually cheaper. But the problem with the long acting contraceptives is there's a, there was quite a significant upfront cost. But the short acting contraceptives are really come in um, three main forms. So that's a pill, which can be either a combined progesterone and oestrogen pill, or the mini pill, which is progesterone only, a ring device, which is inserted inside the vagina, or a patch. And all of those can be used uh, for very short periods of time. And they do have benefits in so far as managing for some patients, maybe heavy periods, painful periods. um, And they have, yeah, they're they're extremely popular. But are they always effective? Particularly, what is the danger if maybe uh, you'd miss a couple of tablets? Exactly. And that's one of the things that's very, very important with the short acting contraceptives. They generally work by inhibiting ovulation. So without the production of uh, the release of an egg each month, that egg can't get fertilized. But they do require um, good compliance with using the medications, especially the pills. And depending on what time of the month that that pill is maybe missed, are higher risk than others. But absolutely, if a pill is missed or significantly delayed, it could actually lead to an unwanted pregnancy. Now, what about the long-acting contraceptives? Are they more effective? They are excellent and they are very, very, very effective. They probably are. We have this thing called a pearl index. And what it looks at is if you have 100 women regularly having sex for a month, a year, how many of these will get pregnant? And we do know that the long-acting contraceptives like the intrauterine devices and the implants just are more effective for preventing pregnancies. There's two main groups. There's the implant, which is a tiny little flexible bar, which is inserted on the inside of the arm. And you can feel it, but you can't see it. And that works for three years. Or there are the intrauterine devices, which can last from anywhere between three to five years, depending on which device is chosen. Okay, and what sort of devices are they and how do they get inserted? Yeah, so they're um, 
they're a little bit of medical technology. They're a little T-shaped device. They're absolutely tiny. There are three ones on the market. There's the Marina Coil, which has been around for a very long time, um, the Kylina and the JDS. The difference is the Kylina and the JDS are much smaller devices and they can be used in patients who haven't already had children, where the Marina Coil is usually used for people who have already had children because they're that little bit bigger. Okay, and are they... Uh, noticeable? Are they painful in any way being inserted or noticeable once they have been put in? No, no. Um, there is, if they're inserted correctly, um, it's very, for any woman who's had a smear, it's a, the same positioning. We use a lot of the a similar equipment. Um, when it's inserted, there can be a little bit of cramping for maybe that day or the following day. Um, there is a small thread that comes from the device and is in the vagina, but it's usually not necessarily felt by the patient if it's inserted correctly okay and then what about removal removal is really straightforward um for obviously with the short acting contraceptives when people either decide they don't want to be on a contraceptive anymore or they want to try for children they can just stop them um there is a little bit more to do with the long acting um contraceptives with the implanon um you it's in underneath the skin so we use a local anesthetic and we make a small incision in the skin and then remove the device and, and close the incision so it does leave a little mark with the intrauterine devices, um, the, the reason the thread is left coming from the device is so that it can be grasped and just simply removed. And it's a case of just using the correct device and putting a little bit of tension on that thread and it will remove the device from the uterus. Very occasionally what can actually happen is the threads can go up um, into the uterus. It doesn't have to happen often, but even when that does happen there's a small little device to get them out so most of the gps in search of them are really experienced with them and they're 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 just they're just a great device really now i'm sure there are women who must ask are there any side effects from using these contraception uh, devices or the pills and is there any uh, does it damage in any way the potential for conception at a later date no. Uh, one of the things that uh, can potentially happen is sometimes for women with underlying conditions, be that uh, endometriosis or polycystic ovarian syndrome, where they may have very heavy periods or painful periods, uh, they might be treated with a contraceptive to inhibit ovulation and menstruation to really treat the symptoms but it doesn't manage the underlying condition so when the contraceptive is stopped we still have that condition to manage but the contraceptives themselves they are incredibly safe Um, there are potential side effects for certain patients and certain devices and that should always just be discussed with the gp and what we'll try to do is select the right device for the right patient okay they're generally extremely well tolerated one final one listener says why is the onus always on women when it comes to contraception it drives me nuts it really is a man's world how about male pills or patches any of those been developed we we do have vasectomies but they tend to be a rather sort of final solution and vasectomies are brilliant like i would for for couples who come to see me and their family is complete i would always 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 encourage the male to get a vasectomy it's by far and away the safest and most reliable form of contraception and i think for people whose families are complete vasectomy is the way to go um it is quite final and can be hard to reverse uh, when it comes to a pill i don't know it's a really really good question um and I can only speculate uh, as to why it is, but uh, we work at what we have.
Thank you very much, Dr. Brian Higgins, for joining us for our weekly last word on health. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.